this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Today is episode two of our quarterly co-host with the amazing Sam Neal. Let's jump into the intro. I'll tell you some more about it. Let's go. The problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing a stereotype. Brought to you by Risk What's up peeps, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is a YouTube channel channel and podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin so if you're here if you're if you're here if you're new here hit subscribe bells all those magical algorithm buttons rebranding safety is brought to you by risk fluent that's our company risk fluent's kind of always been sitting behind rebranding safety uh, and rebranding safety is essentially our campaign as a company um, but risk fluent is the company that sits behind it uh, and we do lots of things but primarily we are a health and safety consultancy we deliver two types of services technical and transformational technical is the health and safety we all know and love right and then transformational is that more cultural behavioral type stuff human performance type stuff so if you kind of built that foundation you're looking to take the next step um, we tried to take everything we learned here on the podcast everything we've learned from academia and everything we've learned from taking all of that stuff and just trying it in the workplace so if you need some help and safety support long-term partnerships one-off stuff fire risk assessments training whatever give us a bell if you want to take the next step in your kind of health and safety slash operational risk maturity then give us a shout if you've had an incident you want some help give us a shout you can email me direct james at riskfluentlimited.com or you can go to riskfluentlimited.com to get yourself some more information check out the stuff in the description below everything you need to know is there so today's episode then is episode two of our courtly co-host don't know what courtly co-host is it basically where we get somebody and we have them for a quarter and they become a co-host they can do whatever they want we can just chat about one topic over a period of three and it's just me and that person or we can get people on to jointly interview them we can do the, the, it's an open book so if you've got something you want to talk about something you're passionate about something you think i'd love to just talk to these three people but i don't really want to do it on my own don't want to interview on my own i haven't really got a podcast but i'd love to do it let us know and that's what the quarterly co-host is for so come on share your ideas share your opinions and so on and the quarterly co-host is the best place for you you get three episodes it really is truly an open book we can talk about whatever you want to do and on this quarterly co-host if you haven't caught episode one it's a great episode and it seems to be very well received sam and i basically are talking about our consultancies we're both very f- new uh, in the in our journey as self-employed consultants uh, and and entrepreneurs and side hustles and all of that fancy shit that we all talk about on twitter and tiktok nowadays it looks fucking cool as shit so we took some time to get out of our lamborghinis and come here and tell you you know how to just 10x your life and it's because of all of that bullshit that we thought we'd come on here and be honest so this is episode two of honesty with sam neil and James McPherson. I'll let Sam introduce the concept and himself a little bit more. I'll see you at the end of our conversation. Right, mate. Welcome back to episode two of your quarterly co-host. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back. 
Well received, the first episode was, mate. Very well received. Quite a few. It's good. Yeah, it's good. That's really, that's really, really good to hear. Really, really good to hear. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping there's a few people out there that are thinking the same thoughts as us and uh, and took something away from it. Yeah, I'm hoping there's a few people that have gone. I'm fucking glad someone's been honest about this shit because it's not easy. Um, I'm, I'm hope that 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 um, that's a little bit of uh, people have appreciated the kind of honesty in it, and also I think it's helped someone that I would hope it's helped somebody that is just thinking about going there, as we will do over the next two as well. Hopefully, yeah. So today we're going to talk about. Well, I should probably let you talk about. Let you. Tell us what we're going to do, because you're a co-host instead of me just treating us like it's the James show. I can certainly do that. So so today is um, is us talking about kind of building up to, to taking that jump. And we've both got slightly different ways that we did this, which, um, and which will kind of help us kind of, uh, I guess, give a bit, give a slightly different version of events and, and context. Um, some of the, the kind of preparation that, that you that you will need to do um and you know some of the learnings i guess that we've taken away from that um the unknown unknowns so the things that we we might what well, we didn't know and kind of learned lessons very quickly um and and then some of the i, I want to call them tricks of the trade i don't know whether that's really the right the right phrase to use but some of the advice that we've been given by by others um that run businesses both in in health and safety and not um, the the good and the um, the stuff that we've we've kind of hooked into and used and the um, the not so good maybe the the ones that um, the, cheeky, the cheeky stuff let's let's call it yeah 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 the stuff that's always met with a bit of a you're not quite sure about that self um, okay but I I understand it yeah yeah get the notion get why you do that I'm not sure it feels comfortable to me um, but yes. Yeah. Diplomatically put, Sam. Yes, yes. Um, so obviously, obviously, um, kind of building for the jump or, or getting getting ready for the jump um, is is kind of one of the key the key things that we're going to talk about. So, um, how, how did you do it? What was what was your what was your preparation or, or the, the the build up to the jump like for you? The consultancy was very much the same as the podcast and my entire career kind of think fast and work it out as you go. Um, fly by your pants kind of uh, thing for us. So as you kind of alluded, maybe uh, we kind of pretty much went through the reasons why, yeah. why the jump uh, on the first episode. But for me, it was, it was quick. It was really quick for us. Um, within like two months, we'd gone from fully employed, staying at the company with a vision of like probably about five years-ish or, you know, at minimum probably a three to four years um, kind of plan that then moved on to the consultancy, blah, 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 blah. I had a business redesign, kind of was like, mm, don't like where this is going, blah, blah, blah. Put the fingers out, made the jump. So we were like, okay, we need to prepare for this. And we've got like a couple of months, like we haven't even got a couple of months. Um, so we didn't have the notice in straight away. We prodded around for a little bit. And I think the first thing that we did was just poke around and build up 
people that would want to kind of subcontract us, which everyone refers to associate work, um, which we'll kind of talk about as well in a bit. Um, so kind of work out who could give us, um, who could give us associate work, how much associate work there was, um, and then do some maths work out as well. Probably the most important bit for us is work out how much money do we actually need, um, and then I, I spoke about kind of that being a really, I think in the first episode, I spoke about that, that was actually a harder thing to do emotionally, like cutting some of the stuff out of the house and my, the impact on Maggie as well and stuff yeah. like that. And then it was all right. Okay. Now we kind of know what, what we need. Then it was kind of building a buffer, which we've probably done very, people are like, mm, hang on a minute. That doesn't make sense. Cause it kind of doesn't make sense, but it, does make sense to us when you kind of explain it. Basically, we needed to build a buffer to account for a couple of things, kind of a bit of a capacity to fail. If we didn't quite meet the mark one month, we had some a pot of money there. Um, and then also to allow for like payment terms. And that was a big, that was probably the big first shock for me was like, oh yeah, people don't just pay straight away. People pay, wait 30 fucking days, some 60, some 90 days before they pay you after you've done the fucking work. And I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't like that. Um, and then we were like, okay, we need to account for this because we'll start in January. We could potentially do all of January and not get paid till mid to late February. So we need a buffer for those payment terms. So the big kind of thing for us was like, Okay, and we got a personal loan um, whilst I was in a salaried role um, and then f- just left the salaried role, basically. So we didn't, the bank manager doesn't know this, <laughs> but we got a great salary coming in, consistent. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the loan. Okay, I can quit now. <laughs> it was literally like that. See ya. <laughs> it was literally like, um and, and that's kind of a bit weird because you're like, hang on a minute, you're upping your monthly outgoings to pay your monthly outgoings. Like, yeah, kind of. And the easiest way we looked at it is like, we're just buying ourselves time, right? That's all we're doing is buying ourselves time to build a foundation. And it was reasonably good rates at that time. So we got the loan and it just sits there and we take out of it whenever we do. And we actually left it. We actually lived off it for a while, even though we were getting money in that could pay the bills we actually lived lived off that and didn't bring any money out of the company to then transfer our buffer over into the company and give the foresight of just like leave the loan there as long as we're paying it, um, just leave it there. And it's um, we kind of look at it like we wouldn't have our company if it wasn't for that loan. So it was very different from a nice, lovely, planned, consistent, you know, I've saved for a few years. Yeah, that's not me. We don't work like that. Um, so yeah, it was um it was hectic, but it's kind of worked. It's kind of worked. Yeah. But you are you you are where you are today because of the kind of situation you're in. Exactly. And and I think the big thing for me was like not only paying our bills, but like keeping the standard of living that we've kind of come accustomed to right like i didn't want i didn't want as i said in the last in the last episode like i didn't want my decision to go self-employed and then you know bring sherry in and it became our decision as a family i didn't want to be like we, we come to resent the company because we're having to like downsize the house or sell the dog or you know whatever um yeah. 
I wanted to make sure Sherry did still did her hobbies. I did my hobbies. Maggie had her toys and stuff like that. And we've managed to do that and, and probably more, if I'm honest. So um, it seems weird getting alone, but actually it's, it's probably been the best thing for us. Um, really helps. What about, what about yourself? So slight, slightly different to, to you where I, I um, set the business up um at the same time as having a having a full-time role so I, I i did all the formalities um in july last year and gave myself um like ample time to do all the kind of website and um kind of set up the business get the logo all sorted and then start putting a bit of time into you know building all those management system bits the policies the procedures the tools the resources so it, mine was not slow, but it was certainly a bit a bit slower and steadier than than, than your situation. Um, and then, as as I explained, sort of last time, I uh, well, I didn't. My partner kind of told the world, um, and Sorry. was fortunate was was fortunate to um, you know you just use holiday and do bits at the weekend and bits in the evening. And I was doing a bit of associate work, so working for other other consultancies um, to start kind of building that buffer in the business, getting some money into the business, which gave me, which was quite nice because it, it enabled me to get a few, a few things wrong, but, you know, without the pressure of knowing that that was my only source of source of income. So, you know, having to go and speak to accountants and understand how best to set up the business, getting the, the, the online accountancy software, um, getting that all set up, you know, learning how to invoice because it's not something I've ever really done before, and and it's not it's not difficult, it's not overly complicated. But I'd never submitted an invoice, and the first couple of invoices I sent were wrong, um, <laughs> and I mass and I overcharged um, because I'd I'd basically cocked up the the mileage that I, I charged, and rather than charging forty five p, I charged a pound, <laughs> and the person I was doing the work for came back and went. Um, a little bit more expensive than I was expecting. Um, are you really charging a pound per mile? I was like, oh no, sorry. Uh, and I obviously went back and, <laughs> and read the invoices. Sam, you should have just turned around and said, Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. Um, so it, it gave me it gave me um the ability and, and almost the confidence to make. Yeah. Those little mistakes and fail a couple of times knowing that it wasn't my only source my source of income um and and just trial things see how things work you know um different templates different resources different services um i, I did a, a gap analysis for, for a client came back and, and kind of went well that didn't really work and i didn't quite like how that worked and was able to kind of tweak and tailor um and then you know as we discussed last time more you know, more work came in, and I, and I uh, took the took the decision to leave full time employment and go into the, into the business full time. Um, again, being open and honest and candid, um, you know, I'd, I'd got a bit of pot of money put away, saved nicely, and I sat down with my partner and we crunched the numbers and worked out how much we needed each month. And um, you know, I knew that the money that I'd got. Um, would keep me going so I didn't have to take a salary from the business until the new financial tax year started. Yeah. Which was good. So then a little bit more sort of pressure was relieved that that actually I can I can go 
full tilt in in the business and and not have to worry about sort of the financial burdens and, and implications that it that it can have um and um yeah i mean the i, I don't like talking about money I, I hate it but you know fortunately this month i was able to pay myself for the first time which was which was amazing and a, and a, a massive milestone um i printed off a pay slip that i got from my accountants and that's now sitting next to me um because um you know that's that's fundamentally one of the reasons um that, that, that keeps my family going keeps the roof over my head so um yeah that was nice so i i i there are things that i would do differently definitely um but i, I think the, the the time that i allowed myself just to kind of dip my toe in the water and see how things works has certainly helped um and um uh, and and obviously a reason why i'm, I'm still going i guess yeah yeah do you know what? I didn't. I didn't think to print off my first payslip, but that that's pretty cool, actually. I might still. Yeah. Yeah. Might still yeah. 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 It was really nice. So I, I I um I can't remember. I think I was having a coffee um in the morning, and I got the email from the accountant, and I just let off a little woohoo. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, nice. <laughs> and do you know what? It's one of those situations where you go, shit, this is all very real. Mm. Um, wow. Um, okay, we're in it now, and um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm I'm not a massive fan of talking about money, but um, it's um, yeah, it was it was a big yeah big moment, big milestone for me. So I was I was pretty chuffed. Um, yeah, I feel a bit disappointed in myself now. I remember the first email I got, and I was just like, okay, cool. I just <laughs> you just carried on. Okay, the castle. I like it. That's <laughs> literally what I was like. Um, I was just like. Yeah, I just I'm a bit kind of maybe I should have maybe I should have symbolised it a little bit more, celebrated a bit a bit more. But yeah, we we had to backdate a few of ours because we hadn't done it for a couple, of, and our accountant was like, "You need to like backdate it." So I'd like three pay slips at once, and I think I just oh, balling. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not balling. But yeah, I, I like that actually. I might do. I might do that. That's really nice. Would you um um would you have done anything differently if you if you did it all again would you would you have done it in a slightly different way or do you actually think the way that it happened sort of suited what you were doing yeah when you when you said like I would change some bits I thought in my head like would would I and I don't know I think I think I am a just all I'm well I know I am I'm an all or nothing kind of guy I'm like. I'm like with my hobbies, I'm I'm all in it. I don't do anything else. I learn everything about it. All the gear, no idea. Like I'm I'm that guy. Um, like I was just this morning, like I've kind of decided rug, rugby and running a company is not a good idea when when your your primary service is you being able to get out on the road. So <laughs> my car and I couldn't I couldn't even limp for like a week. I was like this is a bad idea. So I was like, maybe rugby. Shouldn't. So this morning I was going through my shit and um, I got this like brand new rugby gear that I just brought like two weeks ago. And now I've decided I'm probably not going to, like I'm I'm deep end or nothing. There is no shallow end. I'm, I'm like that kind of weirdo. And I think that I was kind of so comfortable and safe in a salaried role whilst still frustrated but I was safe that there was this nice little vision of running my own company one day or my own consultancy one day that I was always just sitting around waiting for 
this one company to come out and offer us this amazing contract as a consultant that then was like, oh, now we'll go because we're nice and safe. Um, so I actually don't think I would have jumped unless I was pushed. So I don't think I would have changed anything, actually, going back on it. I don't think I would. And, and ultimately, I'm kind of like, it's worked. So, you know, it, it, well, so far it's worked. <laughs> but so this part of me is like, it's worked. That's that's good enough. So I'm I'm like cool with that. Would if I'd have had more time, it would it would have been nice to learn about a load of shit that we had no idea about, because it was a baptism of fire and it was really stressful. It probably only just started to now relax a little bit with it. And to your point, uh, uh, when we were chatting offline like, and you mentioned it on LinkedIn about kind of taking some time for yourself, like I think only now we're starting to do that. Um, and not freak out all the time. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, I don't I don't think it would suit my personality to do it slow. I think I needed to be pushed. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some people do, don't they? Yeah, I definitely, if once that's kind of, once that, 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 that decision has been made in my head, like I'm like a fucking horse with those, what they're called, blinders on, like yeah. that. I'm doing now like the second I made the decision I was on a hammer noticing now and Sherry's like we we literally just decided it. we've got we've done nothing no planning I'm like I don't give a shit I want to go now but I've made made my decision like I've left the company already within a second so it was it it's the same with me in everything I do it's all or nothing we're either I nearly said something quite crude there we're either all the way in or not at all so so would you, you've just worked out what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. Took a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Scott News screwed up one year at Christmas and said it live on Radio 1 if you need a hint as to what I was going to say. <laughs> um, is, is there anything I would have done? I think, I think the amount of time was right. I think if I'd have, if I'd have taken any longer, I, like you, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, and I guess this kind of leads quite nicely into the, the kind of preparing and the unknown unknowns and the stuff that we've learned. I, I think the biggest thing for me would be, um, would have been to have slowed down a bit and not focus so much on being a health and safety consultant, but focus on actual, the, actually the business side of things. Um, and, I, and I think I've learned that um, uh quite a bit over the last couple of weeks with just various conversations that I've had with people and, you know, friends um, that uh, are looking to start their own business and they've just asked for a bit of advice and, you know, the health and safety consultancy side of things, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm an expert. I'm, I'm an, a generalist, but I, I, I sort of, I understand what I need to do and what, what I need to, to kind of provide and, and what the why is of the business, which we went through in, in the, in the first um, episode what I really should have done is just kind of sit down and, and think about well, what are my goals? What are the aspirations? What are the dreams around the, the business? And, and, and thought really big, you know, thought really, really big. Where do I want to be in the next three years, five years, seven years? And then kind of worked backwards from that to understand sort of what I wanted to achieve in the next month, quarter, year, six months, whatever it might be. Because what I've found is you get very much caught up in the day-to-day stuff. Mm. And you don't you don't ever get that opportunity to think, to think broader and wider and and and, and long term. Um, and so I've set my, you know I've set myself the last couple of weeks I've set myself some 
some some challenging goals, some some achievable goals. Um, I, I put a post on it um, about it on LinkedIn yesterday, and it's it's almost like a bit of a weight's been lifted that I finally I've finally got a bit of direction. And hey, look, you you can apply this. This this doesn't have to be for con- for consultants. It can be for anybody in in, in any career. Um, it's just to take take some time and think about where you want to be in in the future because that will help you kind of build that journey of how you how you get there. Um, I I was listening, I was watching a program, I can't remember what I was watching a program the other day and they were talking about um I don't know, Navy SEALs or something appeared in it and and they used the the um I don't know if it's a platitude if that's the right word, but slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Mm-hmm. Um I, th- I think it's the SEALs. I apologize to the military out there if I've got it wrong. Um but that resonates with me all the time now is just slow down, think about what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve, where you want to go with this. Don't just go at it kind of held to leather, um, pedal to the metal, because that's where sort of those mistakes and those bumps can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I was listening to um, I listened to another podcast the other day. Sorry, mate. Um, I was temporarily uh, cheating on you for a second. Um, I was, sorry, do apologise. Um, the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he press end. He presses end immediately. This is over. Tony um, bullshit is over. <laughs> um, I was listening to um, Johnny Wilkinson on the Diary of a CEO podcast. I'll let you off. That is a good. That's a good podcast. I'm yeah, a good person to listen to. Very, very good person. I've got big rugby fan myself. Got a lot, a lot of time for that for, for Johnny Wilkinson, and and he was talking about and and. and I haven't got this perfectly in word to word, but he was talking about sort of a similar thing in his career and, and how he how he looks at sort of objectives and goals now. And he said, you know, you can be, there's almost kind of three levels. You can be all you can be. You can be the best you can be or you can be the best ever. Um, but to be the best ever, you have to make sacrifices um, and, and, and focus so solely on that one thing to be the best ever. You know, if you want to be the best you can be, you're still going to have to make sacrifices because you're going to have to be the best and you're going to have to push yourself. Um, and actually, being all you can be sat really nicely with me because I can be all I can be in business as a health and safety consultant, as a dad, as a partner, as a brother, as a son. Um, and I've sort of weaved that into to some of the goals as well. So they're not just business ones, they're actually personal ones that will help my you know, help me you know, live life better and, and, and enjoy the things that I want to enjoy. So. Yeah, I, I think that was a very, very long way of saying I wish I'd have just slowed down a little bit and, and just taken my time to, to understand what it really was that I was getting myself into. Are, are you naturally quite a thorough person anyway? Because, like, it's interesting that my like, mine was really quick and just not thorough at all, which is really my kind of personality, which is kind of why it's really important that I don't – Probably if any future clients are like, well, I'm not going to fucking James. He's not thorough. He's just going to throw some bullshit on the wall and hope it sticks. Like, you know, when it, like my work I'm thorough at, the vision I had, like I knew straight away what the vision for the company is. I knew that when we price jobs, we price jobs with the model in our head that we might at some point outsource it. We might need. So everything was always, I'm a future person. Like I don't, kind of live in the now and live in like 20 years, 30 years ahead, which has its pros and has its cons, right? So like I'm I'm not really thorough with the business now. 
because I'm like, right, where are we in 20 years? But then she, yeah. who I'm really lucky to have working in the company, she is 100% a now person. Like she's detail orientated. She's living in the now. So I piss her off summit rotten when I'm like, you know what? I think we can add this service line to like risk fluent. And she's like, we haven't even fucking now this service existing service line, James. Like, can you just come to just, just at least bring yourself into like a monthly thinking model? Like you can think a month ahead. You know, I'll let you have that. Like, cause I'm like, oh, do you know, in like 2050, I think we could do this. Um, so there's like pros and cons to that, but it's interesting that I'm kind of like, actually, I'm really comfortable with how quick and messy ours was. Like I kind of thrived in that. Yours was kind of in, from my opinion, quite thorough anyway, com- <clears throat> compared to mine. And your wish you would do, which what you would change is like slow down and be more thorough. So mm. I interesting that that two completely different dynamics yeah 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 and i think um i i wouldn't necessarily say i was uh, an overly thorough person i mean i'm a bit like you in in some respects where i'm all the gear you know no idea um you know and but going to buy all the kit and making sure i look nice and shiny and then (laughs) trying to make things up as i go along but i think i think because i subconsciously because of what I was doing and I knew the decision that I was making was going to have such a big impact, not only on me, but on others. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I got it right. Now I knew I knew, I knew I wasn't going to get it absolutely hundred percent right, but I wanted to set myself up for success as best as I could. Um, Now that still didn't stop me from, you know, from the December the 10th when I, and when I left from full-time employment, I just went hell forever. And, you know, someone came to me and said, oh, can you do this next week? Yeah, of course. Not a second thought about, you know, from a planning perspective, as actually, is that going to work with everything else that's going on? Yeah. Um, and I'd go downstairs at the end of the day from the office and I'd say to Karen partner, oh, yeah, I'm out on the road four days a week. And she'd be like, well, hang on a minute. Like, well, um, how's that happened? And then the work that I was doing would require me to do some work in the evening. I couldn't do it the following day because I was out on the road. And all of a sudden, it, it just, I, I just got a little bit, um, I wouldn't say out of control, but just wasn't thinking ahead um, as, as much as I wanted to. Yeah, you were, you were kind of working in the evenings and, and that. Yeah, well. yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, going back to the why that we talked about, that wasn't why I set, set the business up. So I'd, I'd sort of gone from, um, from one situation into another um without really thinking how my why would fit into the business objectives and the aim so i think it was just to spend a bit more time in what 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 do i what do i want to achieve what do i want to do and i've never you know fun enough i've never done that in the in the you know the years that i left university i have never sat down and thought about you know where do i want to be in three years five years seven years ten years yeah i i don't i don't i'm i don't know why um and you always get that really awkward conversation uh, a question at interviews where do you want to be in the next five years i've got no idea i can tell you where i want to be tomorrow um but i can't even tell you what i'm having for tea tonight because i've got no idea (laughs) i i always answered that question with a really arrogant response which i would in your seat yeah i was that guy because I, I I know what I'm like. Like it, it wasn't from a point of arrogance. It was more from a or personally. Was it's looking back on it, it definitely fucking sounded arrogant. But it was never intended as arrogant. It was always like that's genuinely what I, I want. Like everything in my head was always like 
got to get to the top. I don't know whether that's come from childhood or what, but it was always like, oh, all right, I'm an advisor. How am I getting that that head of safety job? Always. I was like, so every time a manager said, where are you? Where do you want to be in five years? It was always, oh, if I'm honest, I want your job. Um, so I've always kind of been that guy. And Sherry hate you has always hated that I say that. <laughs> only ever had two managers that responded well to it and um we got on really well and still do now um the others i think we just like found it as a threat or whatever but it wasn't from like a, i'm better than you it was from a like that's just genuinely my aspiration is always just achieve the best we can which is also not good sometimes um put a lot of pressure on on your work and that but yeah, it's interesting. It's really, I really love this actually, like the different dynamics and and mm-hmm. how, how we look at stuff. I, I I found Sam. I don't know what you whether you feel the same. I actually found having a safety background really fucking helpful, like really helpful because I just kept bringing everything back to the basics of like, right, let's just make a risk based decision. Like what's the risk, what's the pros, what's the con, and and where's our capacity to fail? You know what happens if we fail? And I pretty much apply those two questions to everything that we do in the business. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, whether we're going to spend money on something, it's like, can we do it? What's the risk of doing it, not doing it? And if it goes wrong, what's going to happen? How do we have the capacity to deal with that? And I literally apply that to everything now. Everything that same that same process and i found that really helpful within the business like should we get an accountant you know sherry was quite keen to like do a lot of it herself um i was keen to outsource the entire lot because i cannot stand any of it so i was like just get rid of it i hate it i don't want to do it and like sherry's time and skill could be spent doing better things for us um so we kind of halfway house some stuff she does and the rest of the accountant does. But the same thing in my head was, okay, what's the risk of not having an accountant? What's the risk of having an accountant? And if it goes wrong, we get a bad accountant, for example, how do we, how do we fail safely? And can we fail safely? I did that for everything. I don't know if what, what you thought, whether you found your career kind of helpful. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I think, um, I think I probably did that subconsciously. Um, I, I can't remember sitting there and actually kind of talking those th- those things through. But again, you know, that accountant bit, um, I the thought was, you know, can I do this myself? And the thought process was very quickly, no, I can't because I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, and actually the, the risk of this going wrong far outweighs the investment in a in an accountant and an offer went found an accountant and she's been brilliant she's helped me structure the business she's helped me set it up properly you know i just said i don't want to get this wrong can you do this all for me because i think that's i think that's a worthwhile investment and 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 she's been great and and helped me kind of understand some of the implications and the liabilities that i've now got as a as a director i think i think safety professionals naturally over time become quite resilient yeah and that has certainly helped um you know that problem solving um approach to things of you know this is the issue that i've got you know adapt and overcome can we find a solution that's going to work for me and 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 others and and i've used that numerous times you know don't panic you know don't blame 
you know, if you want to go down that route, you know, this is a learning opportunity and we know what we need to do to prevent that from happening again. So, yeah, interesting. But yeah, definitely some skills I've, I've gleaned over my career have, have come in, um, come into their own and certainly helped um, in certain situations. Yes, that's interesting. I've never really thought about that. Yeah, I pretty much apply it to everything I do in life. Yeah, yeah. Those same questions. Um, what were the so? What were the kind of things that like the, the, the unknown unknowns? Then, like for you, what were the things that you kind of had a bit of a glass smash moment? Like shit, didn't think of that. <laughs> um, I think I think the first one for me, it, it was a no. It was sort of a known unknown, but trying to get your head around all the um, well, the financial implications of of the business. So you know, you've got that first question: Am I going to go self-employed, so only trader? Or am I going to set myself up as a limited company? Um, now, I'm not going to give any advice because I'm not an expert in this at all. But I went down a limited company after, you know, chewing it through with the accountant and getting an, she getting an understanding of where I wanted to be in the next two, three, four, five years. You know, do you register yourself, register yourself for, for VAT? Um accountancy software and, and getting your head around how that all works and invoicing and billing and you know it, it, I'm not fantastic with numbers I'm the first one to admit that um, you know if we've got to make any number based decision in the family I am the last per I think Kerry would go to Albie and he's won before she came to me uh, because I'm terrible with numbers um, so the first the first sort of you know, known unknown was was sort of understanding the the kind of the financial bits um, uh, around the business. The big one that caught me out, I guess, and I needed to understand pretty quickly was IR thirty five. Mm. Um, that was mentioned. I think my accountant mentioned that to me, and I remember sitting there thinking, "What is this?" Oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What, what is this and what does it mean? And, and you know, we've worked out, I've worked out, you know, I, I, the, the work I do is outside IR35. But I, I remember literally going down a rabbit hole for about three hours trying to get my head around how IR35 worked and what the implications were of me and a business. And I think I sat there thinking, oh, I can't do this. I can't, what, what is this? Help help um and, and my accountant was like really cool she was like yeah it's fine you know this is what we'll do and that's what you need to do and this is what you do it's fine don't worry about it I was like no I am I am worrying about this shit because I don't know what it means and I am going to fall into this trap um and then I had a client ask me to do this a bit of there's a questionnaire on the HMR at HMRC website which basically lets the client know that the work that you're doing is outside IR35 and I remember filling that out like literally shaking like I thought, my God, you know, if this comes back as inside IR35, what the hell does that mean for me in the business? So I would certainly recommend anybody getting into this, um, yeah, getting into health and safety consulting on consultancy in any way, shape or form, service providing businesses, they get their head around. You don't have to be an expert in it, but you, you understand the IR35 implications and the wider sort of tax implications because it's, it's only going to come and bite you on the arse further down the road. Yeah. I had kind of heard of IR35 when I was in employment because we had a couple of like freelancers working in one part of the business and there was an IR35 kind of expert within the company. And I regret this now, 
but I just completely shut off whenever they started talking about IRL. <laughs> right. He was like, oh, yeah, just uh, on the agenda then is IR35. I'm like, great. Just I'll, I'll just do some emails now for like two hours. Like, <laughs> that. And then I left and went full-time self-employed and was like, I wish I'd have fucking listened in those in those conversations. <laughs> Actually, the first person that mentioned it was myself. Um, I think I was on a call, our little, our little kind of, I don't know, partnership, self-support, like entrepreneur anonymous group or whatever we call it. Just me and you. That. Um, I think you you mentioned like just keep your eye out for a IR thirty five. My accountant says not a problem, so it probably won't be for you, but just double check. Um, We didn't have our accountant at that point. And we were like in that process of making a decision and getting some quotes and stuff. And I was freaking out. out. We were doing a lot of work for one company. um, (laughs) And I was freaking out. Um, And I went down another to the same as you, like a rabbit hole trying to Google this shit. And then we, we picked our accountant. And they were like, oh, we'll just do like a digital um, digital onboarding meeting on like Zoom or something. I'm like, no, I'm coming to your office. <laughs> can we go to the office? And uh, and Sherry's like, yeah, yeah, we can. I was like, right, tell him we're coming to the office. I want to see him face to face. I want to talk about IR35. I want to know who I'm dealing with. And I want to see him. And I want to see them look me in the eyes and tell me this is not a problem or tell me I need to do something. And like literally these two girls are kind of, we're just onboarding us with like the online system. And I was like, right, is our proper accountant, like Adam, is he, is he here? Yeah, yeah, he's here. Do you want to talk to him? Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk to him. Is is there a problem? I was like, IR35, what is it? Do I need to worry about it? He's like, no, don't worry about it. I was like, I'd like to know more, but I also don't want to know more. (laughs) To me, this is not a problem. He was like, yeah, yeah, it's this and it's that, it's this and it's that, it's it. And I literally said, Sherry, did you get that? Because <laughs> I didn't get anything of what he said. This like tax finance world to me is like Mandarin. Like I just, I just numbers. I'm the same as you. Numbers in my head do not work. I can't even remember birthdays. I can't dates. Don't work. Like I'm terrible at it. If somebody asks me my daughter's birthday, I panic and completely forget. Like numbers just don't work in my head. I'm pretty sure I've got dyscalculus, but I've never been tested. I'm self self diagnosed, as they say on TikTok. Um, I just did not get it. And I'm, to be honest, Sam, I'm still not sure I get it now. Like, but no one's come and bit us in the ass. Sherry seems pretty confident. Accountants seem pretty confident. So I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. I'm, I'm still not kind of get it. And even when you said, basically, mate, you just have to make yourself marketable for other people. I was like, that still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so that was really scary for me and now i'm i'm probably doing what i tell my clients not to do and just rely on just blind naivety that someone else has got it which is really bad and at some point i'll probably will educate myself a bit more but i just don't get it i really don't get it um so that whole world for me is just like a bit of a it's a stress that i've decided just to swallow and outsource um because I, it just doesn't work in my head it does not work in my head so you know that was why for me it was like just give it all to an accountant you know we pay them to do their job and just we'll, we'll kind of vet them to make sure they're good at what they do and this one had got like quite 
reasonable references from people that we knew and that. So we were happy there for that whole world. Tax as well. For me, tax is just like, what? I don't get it. I'm literally in there with my account and I'm like, right, so hang on. How do I pay for fuel? <laughs> and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he's like, are you stupid? I'm like, look, I know this is a stupid question and I've got a lot more of them, <laughs> but how do you pay for fuel? Do I pay for my fuel on my card and then just claim the business miles back? And he was like, yes. I was like, right, okay. So I don't have to like part from my car up from my company card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's one of those situations though isn't it if you don't know you don't know you yeah. know I, I was with I, I had a meeting with my accountant last week and we, we just touched base just to see everything's ticking along quite nicely and and obviously we were talking about setting up the payroll for for myself and you know just before I was leaving I was like um how how do I pay myself and she said what do you mean I said well how, how does that how do I get the money she's like you transfer it from your business account to your personal account. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's that easy? She's like, yeah. How, how else do you think the money was going to get? And I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. And, she, and I said, am I the first person to ever ask you that question? She went, no. She said pretty much most, most people new into businesses ask that question. She said she had someone ring her a couple of months ago uh, um, complaining to them that she hadn't been paid. And, and and she was like, but you pay yourself. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realise. And she's like, look, if you don't know these things, you don't know. And that's why you go and seek, you know, advice and you and you work with experts. That's why people, that's why people come to us. You you don't you don't know what you don't know. And um and that's okay. I think the important thing is that is absolutely fine. And you know what? Loads of people have been in that situation before. We asked the exact same question. Right. So what so we said like salaries and then dividends, like how, how do we how do we take that out? And then we like we've dividend if you go on like the, the gov.com, if you're gonna take a dividend out, it says you've got to have a board meeting. And I was like, it's basically just me and Sherry. Um, then you've got to have minutes and stuff like that. So we've got kind of like a plan to take some dividends soon. And um and we were like okay, so how do, how do we take them? Because like, we've got like this meeting thing and they're like, just take them and we'll deal with it later. We'll, we'll, we'll sort out all the, all the rest of the stuff. And, and I'm sure when we were sitting, I was talking to Sherry and I was like, but how do we actually get them? And she was like, I asked them, um, we just transfer it. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, we, we just transfer it. Yeah, yeah, just transfer it. At any point, I was like, do we need to... Like, do we need to do something on system? She was like, no, when when they see it, they'll say, what's this? And we'll say it's a dividend. And they'll say, okay, we'll do the stuff. Um, or what's this? It's a salary. Okay, cool. We'll do the stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, I like it. That's good. Nice and easy. And I don't know why it is. I think you just think everything's a lot more complicated than it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I, I will say now I have a newfound respect for anybody that works in finance yeah. and payroll. Yeah. I'm, I've only got to pay myself and I get myself in all sorts of weird and wonderful flusters. Could you imagine trying to do that for like 2,000 employees? Mate, I'm so far removed from it that I don't even understand how we do it for ourselves. Like, because Sherry, I'm so lucky that Sherry runs the company because Sherry does it and then the accountant does it. So there's literally like two layers between me and, and the money, which is a really good thing because I'm just like, look, I can do my job. 
I can book appointments. I can kind of, I think, sell to the customer. I can deal with all of that stuff, the networking, the doing the job, the planning the job, you know, having the vision for the job and then deliver it. I can, I can do that. That's all. That's me. Everything else. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help me. Um, so yeah, I am so lucky. And another thing I've really struggled with is the very broad term of marketing with, um, or, or sales and marketing, let's say. So like including there of like lead generation, converting leads, networking, good networks, bad networks, in the middle net networks, you know, just because I was really surprised. I kind of had this naive assumption. I was like, got a podcast of like 4,000 people. Like, it's easy, mate. You know, like 3,000 subscribers. <laughs> I was like, if we get 10% of them, we're minted. Like, we are laughing. Let's do it. Get the website. Ding dong. Where the leads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched have you watched How I Met Your Mother? No, I haven't, no. There's a scene in that, there's an architect in that, and they've all like convinced him to go self-employed. And he's like, yeah, self-employed. And he's got like a phone there and he's like practicing like, hello, reflected. Like it's like no one's rang yet, but he's got like branded pencils, branded notepad, branded, <laughs> like zero leads. Um and I'm just like, that was kind of me in the beginning. I was like, they'll come, they'll come. And then I'm like, I think somebody asked me, like, what about locally? Like, do you know anyone locally? And I'm like, I, th- I know quite a few people, like two rugby clubs. Um, and they were like, do you know anyone that you could sell to? And I was like, no, not one person, actually. Not one person I think I could actually sell to. Um, and they were like, right, you need to find yourself a local networking group or something. And even with rebranding safety, which has been on you know, pushing out content for like nearly three years now. I'm like, we'll be at the top of Google. I will be at the top of Google. I'm sure if you, unless you type rebranding safety, which is a very specific term, it, that comes up. But if we if we put in like consultancy, Wellenborough, health and safety consultant, Wellenborough, Northamptonshire, mate, I went through 20 pages on Google and I still wasn't there. Like, so I was like, right, I need to do that business put like profile thing on Google. So I did that. I'm like, right, I think I've got this, Sherry. I think we'll, we'll turn up on Google now. Help and safety consultant, Wellenborough. We're still not there. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like, I have no idea how Google works at all. Uh, no, yeah. it's, 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 this is brilliant because it's, it, it's so nice to hear people that have done exactly the same. As I, I mean, I, I must have spent about four hours trying to work out what the hell an SEO was. Yeah. And, I, and I ended up at the end of it going, yeah, none the wiser. Um, I think I'm going to scrap that and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your marketing strategy, James? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. What like, do you want to <laughs> what's, what's marketing? <laughs> so I was, we are lucky that we've got the podcast. We have had a couple of leads come through the podcast but it's a lot slower than I thought it would be. It's a- yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the, um, and look, you can apply, you can apply this to a, to a health and safety role in a, in an organization that you are, you are multifaceted. There are so many different dimensions to, 
to what we have to do as the sort of business owners. And actually the delivery is just a part of everything else that comes with it. You know, predominantly to a certain degree, you are a salesperson, you are marketing, um, you are the, 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 you know, the developer of the product, you are the deliverer of the product, you are the tweaker and reviewer of the, of the product. Um, and then there are all the sort of administration bits that go on behind the scenes as well at the same time. And, you know, you know even in a health and safety manager, practitioner's role, you are, you know, a safety manager, you have to market, you have to sell, you have to influence. You, there, there are so many different hats that you have to wear. And I guess that's where our careers have sort of helped us a little bit because we've always had to sell, you know, what's in it for me? You know, that's, that's, uh, there was a post on that on LinkedIn the, the, the other day, which was really interesting because at the time I was, I was trying to, someone asked me, um, I, I went and met some mates a couple of weeks ago and someone, one of the, one of the lads said, what are you selling? Oh. And I went, what do you mean? He said, what are you selling? And I, and I, you know, when you get that awkward health and safety stuff, oh. he like, and he was like, "Yeah, but what does that mean to me? What, what, what does that mean?" And, and, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh God!" Exist <laughs> uh, on this earth, like yeah. Uh, um, I, and so then I kind of went away, and I was like, "Right, I need to start working on what, what, what a customer, you know, customer journey looks like. What's in it for them? What are they getting? What's that tangible?" Um, sort of product or service they're getting. How is that going to make them feel? What are they investing in? And oh god, yeah. All of a sudden, I was, you know, that's not a that's not a natural skill that I've ever had before. Um, but it's really, really important because at the end of the day, we've got to sell something. And if we don't, we can't articulate really clearly with clarity what that what that thing is. Then why would someone buy it? Yeah, the, the classic elevator pitch, like yeah. yeah. I, I went to like, I'd done the B&I stuff and I just joined and my mentor, she um, runs a legal contracts company. Um, and there's like a real clear connection between us and them. And she was like, yes, we've been waiting for a safety person. Like there's loads of times we get asked for this and that. And a lot of stuff that they get is more like the compliance. We need systems and stuff like that, which I'm fine with. And um I went to this meeting there to like do our first mentoring session. And she was like, oh, I'll meet the team. So blah, 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 blah. They're all lovely people. And then she went, do you just want to explain to them what you do? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, what do I do? And I walked like, Jesus, James, you need to get this elevator pitch down because I was just like, oh, God, oh, that was so bad. Um, I was also distracted that I had a dog there. So I was just like, ooh, doggy. <laughs> for somebody to ask my, my elevator pitch at all. Um, it's tough. It, it, you know, it is tough. And, and it, 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 sure it, now, if I'm honest, I don't think I've nailed it. I tweak it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's fine, mate. I think as long as, as, long as you're in that, in that moment, you, you can articulate and give them some sort of experience of some guys at least uh, as long as you could get to the point james that when they ask the question some words come out of your mouth <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah never never a good so what, what is it where you can deliver never a good response silence yeah yeah 
So, yeah, go on. So the stuff that that stuff that you've come across to help with all this kind of unknown unknowns and the unknown knowns. What 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 is the stuff that you've used that's worked? We'll start with that. So I will caveat this section. Like each to their own. Yes. Yeah. Very much on the same page. So it might come across that we're kind of saying this is unethical or whatever. Look, it's just our opinion. Um, and there might be points that I are different from you and you are different from me, but ultimately each to their own, you've just started your business, do what you need to do to feed your family. Right. Like I get that. I totally get that. I just might have an opinion that a lot of people don't agree with. I think, or they might agree with easy one. Let's kick off with an easy one. The easy one is saying we, instead of me and I, I have done that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And that's a classic little trick, so to speak. It's, it's kind of technically a lie. Um, if you are just on your own, but I I'm kind of okay with that. Like, and it works and I've done it for a very long time in my defense. I would say that it's not a lie from my point of view, because I've always had Sherry doing something within the company. Anyway, I'm very lucky that she's been really active in this um, all the way along. So kind of not a lie, but an elaboration of said truth, maybe. Um, so yeah, that, that's an easy one that I'm saying it's borderline a lie. Um, but I have, I do do it, do do. Um, and I get why we do it to make us seem like we're a bigger company. It's always about, you know, how you're perceived as a company. And I totally get why you would do something. What about yourself? Do you want to take one of the chunky ones? Um, I'm just trying to think it's probably one of the ones that I'm, I'm not a fan of. Um, although I did say we were going to start with the ones that did work first, but that's they're, they're the boring ones. Um, with one that works, go on then. Hit me one with, with well, one. The one that works, um, I was going to go with the we as well. You've nicked, you've nicked my idea. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to think of one now that I've, I've come across that I've, I've used. And I can't, it's typical, isn't it? I can't think of anything. So I'll, I'll take one of the last, I'll take one of the chunky ones and then we'll give you time to think. I was given a bit of advice of like, make up a couple of people that don't exist in your business, get some emails for them and it's you. I totally get why you would do this. And I, the first time I heard it, I was like, that's a neat idea. Like that is a pretty clever and cool little idea. The second I went into business and could actually do that, I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Like I just, just Um, and I was just like, and then I became again, really lucky that Sherry was already in the company. So when I said Sherry in accounts or Sherry, you know, in operations, I wasn't lying. Sherry does actually exist and she does actually have her own email. But the the point would be that you start off completely on your own and you would say Sherry in account, Sherry in operations, Sherry our general manager, whatever, and Sherry actually doesn't exist. Um, and it's actually you. I wasn't massively comfortable with that one, so I chose not to do that. Um, I've, I've got here first invoice. Uh, I don't know oh you- yes yeah 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 so 
I was um, when I when I set up um, obviously the accountancy system that I use. You can you know you send invoices out via that, and I was informed or, or reliably advised to to kind of mark up the invoices so it didn't look like my first. So they'll be automatically generated a number. You can change that, and I think obviously my first one was something like invoice number zero 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 one, and I was told you know do one zero zero one so that when they receive it it doesn't look like your first invoice and and again i get i absolutely get the notion um uh, but actually i was quite proud that it was my first invoice Mm. and i said no it's my first invoice and i'm new to business and i don't mind if people know that um and um so I, i sort of stuck i stuck to my guns but again you know, similar to what you said, I can understand why that would be sort of a bit of advice um, because it does look to the to the business, although it's you know it's not your first invoice, it's not your first time that you've you've done a piece of work, which might you know some clients or some customers might feel nervous about. Yeah, we we did exactly the same, we got the same advice, um, but was like, oh, I kind of like that as invoice number one. Uh, I like that, so we we did exactly the same. It's again that very slim line that we balance on of like trying not to kind of negate the good work that you can do, but at the same time, trying not to be because we're all in fear of like these massive companies that could just knock it out for cheaper, quicker, faster, right? Um, and I'm really lucky that a few people have said actually we prefer to work with small companies, but then they know what the risk is of working with a small company. Yeah. yeah. Some capacity is harder to deliver. Yeah, it's hard to navigate. I find that stuff really hard to navigate. Yeah, and I think um, the the other one I struggle with sometimes is the um, I don't know what do they call it, like the five AM club, right? Um, you know that kind of hustle of you know in the gym for half four, workout for an hour, sold a million products by half seven, and, and, and whatever it is. You see it quite a lot on LinkedIn, and uh, sort of my advice to anybody is just you do you. Yeah. Now, whatever works for you is is going to be the best for you because it works for you. Um, if you if you're not a morning person, work in the afternoon. Um, if you don't want to go to the gym in the morning, go in the afternoon. If you don't want to make sales calls um, in the morning, make them in the afternoon. There, there are loads of different ways. The, the the beauty and the joy of being your own boss is you can structure your day to suit you. Um, one of the things I do use. Um, if I can, is to try and get the stuff that I don't want to do out of the way in the morning. Mm. So almost kind of approach those and tackle those things first. So kind of sales calls, I'm, I'm getting better at, I'm not brilliant. I'll try and do those first thing because then I won't pontificate and worry and, and allow them to sort of affect the rest of my day and the work that I'm doing. So I'll try and sort of put them to one side, you know, have those conversations, set them up when I'm feeling kind of ready for them. Um, but, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. You know, don't worry about what everybody else is doing and what works for them. Find your own, find your own footpath um, and, your, and your path because that's that's going to work. What's best? It's going to work best for you. And I think that's really important with everything that we've. Whilst most a lot of the stuff we've just said, we kind of say like, yeah or no, we don't like that. Um, but ultimately, I kind of reiterate kind of what you just said, what I said in the beginning. Like, do you know what? Ultimately, I don't care what you do because one, I'll never know whether it's a lie or not. Two, your client will never know if it's a lie or not. And it's just not for me. Some of those, that's all. But like, you got to pay your mortgage. You've got to pay your bills. Uh, do you? 
like do whatever you is and you'll find the clients that want to that like working with you and the way that you run your company and i'll find the clients that want to work with me and the way i work and sam and so on and so forth so forth and i think i've experienced from the podcast particularly our conversation last week like i find the people that emanate towards us really really like kind of authentically building relationships with people and i'm just like kind of naively slash stupidly authentic like sometimes not even conscious and just kind of say stuff i think i probably should not have said that <laughs> harry potter you know i should not have said that i should not have said that like so and i think people resonate to that but then there's loads of people that will listen to podcasts and be like jesus christ why is this person going on about is daughter or is that i'm here for safety you know and i'm like that's cool that's cool man go and talk go and listen to another podcast work with another consultant so on so i think it's really important i think you've hit the nail on the head is kind of just find you and what you are and just roll with it and just yeah. go and then, and then if you go actually i don't like doing that anymore i'm gonna i'm gonna tweak and and operate differently yeah i'm totally cool with that and I think people buy, it's a platitude, but people do buy from people, I think. And people will resonate to your personality. You'll build a relationship with them and then they become your customers. Um, and, and that's, that's, I think that's really important. So like, we're not kind of sitting here saying any consultant that says that, that, that does an invoice, at, you know, 101 instead of one is bad. But I'm not saying that, but we're saying yeah. it wasn't for us. Um, and it might be for someone else. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of important to kind of point out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you, as you did anyway. Um, but, yeah, I've, I think that was a good chat. I really enjoyed this chat, actually. I was kind of like, are we really going to sit an episode and talk about tax and IR35? Like, Jesus, I'm not sure <laughs> this is going to be good, but I liked it actually. We, we kind of give an insight into like that really weird world of running a company. Yeah. Ultimately, Sam, I have Sherry. You do all of this on your own, which is amazing. Um, it's all kind of through you. There's no one else running the back of house. So like, hats off to you, mate. Like, you must be rammed because I'm rammed. I'm, I'm only doing 50%. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it, it is tough. It's hard work, and and that's why um, that sort of goal setting, that planning for me has been absolutely fundamental over the last couple of weeks. Just because I was literally just running around like a blue ass fly, trying to trying to cover off everything. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd recommend to anyone, anyone going into, you know, wanting to start their own business, anyone in a career that's kind of got a bit lost and sort of just kind of um, grinding out day to day, is sit down for a good couple of hours, two hours. What is it you want to achieve? Where do you want to get to? What's, what's the next year, two, three, four, five years look like? Get it all down on a piece of paper and then start planning um, how you're going to achieve that because it's um, it really has been quite... Um, I'm not going to say life changing, but it really has changed the way that I do things. Mm. Yeah. I think as well, like there'll, there'll be moments, like there's a couple of standout moments for us where we knew we'd made the right decision, but that didn't come for a, probably a couple of months. Like, so I think in the early days you can get so drowned in all of this stuff. Like, 
I've got to work out my rates. I've got to work out tax. I've got to actually build these, build these products that I want to sell or services I want to sell. I've got to get customers. I'm, I'm working for another customer, another kind of sub, I'm a subcontractor, associate, whatever for these companies. And they want loads of time out of me. And I'm just completely like, is this actually worth doing what you're doing? And to your point, you end up working like 24 seven. And there's a kind of joke there, isn't there? Like, you know, I quit my nine to five to end up working 24 seven. Like, and, and it is a kind of joke, but like you get to a point where you realize actually this is worth it. I think gradually as you go through, you start to design your time a little bit more yeah. and say, okay, I need to take chunks out here. And, and I found, you know, being able to just go, oh, I, I kind of don't want to go into this too much because I think we'll talk about this a lot um, in the next episode, but having maybe like a lunchtime or an afternoon where you're like, actually, I was just going to do some admin. I've, I've got no clear deadline on that i'm just gonna take the afternoon off mm. and give allowing yourself that without the guilt without anything else allowing yourself stuff like that is really important so i think there's kind of like a a rite of passage drowning maybe in the first month or so yeah it's learning isn't it it's it's it's, it's learning and building in that capacity to 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 almost fail um but being comfortable with failing because you know that you're going to and, and, you know, anybody that's doing it now that is struggling, perfectly normal, per- perfectly normal. And, and I'd, I'd, I'd almost encourage people to embrace it in a way because it will teach you so much about what works, what doesn't work. And you start to understand what your limitations are. And I think that's um, I think that's really, really important. And it, and it is worth it because, you know, um, we make a difference. Um, I um there was there was a moment <clears throat> excuse me there was a moment for me when I got I got my first testimonial back from from a client which was um it kind of choked me up a little bit I'm I'm not going to lie um I you know I'll, I'll be completely honest I asked I asked for one um but what what I got was 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 brilliant um absolutely brilliant and then um I was doing some uh, some safety leadership workshops on Tuesday and um, the, uh, the safety manager for the business received an email from someone who didn't attend the course, but had got feedback from some of the leadership saying it was brilliant and it's completely changed their perception of safety and they've changed the way that they're doing things. Wow. And he said that to me this morning. And I was like, wow. Uh, and, and again, I was a bit like, that. yeah, that's brilliant. And, and it's because you know, I'm, I'm hopefully I'm helping that business change and um, i'm having an impact on the way that they do things and those moments are those exact moments with that video that you shared online with those two ladies behind the counter kind of cheering because someone's bought a product yeah. those are our moments and and they are they're pretty brilliant they're pretty they're you know they're great and ones that i'll remember for a very very long time i love that I love that. And what a beautiful place to nip it in the bud. Yeah. Really well. Well done, mate. I like that. Um, okay, cool. So just give a shout out to yourself. Uh, if anyone likes what you what you're like, I'm like, actually, I fucking like this Sam guy. I think I might get him in and do some work. Please do. Who are you? What do you do? And kind of how do they get they get uh, in contact with you? Uh, yeah, so um, obviously Sam, Sam Neil, um, I run Orchard Safety. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn um, through the Orchard Safety page or, or from a personal one, um, or you can visit orchardsafety.co.uk to, to have a look at some of the services we provide. Um, 
generally speaking, um, the, the business does um, health and safety support partnership packages. We do health and safety training, um, audits, reviews, that kind of thing. Um, really, we're just looking to provide a bit of clarity to organisations wanting, wanting to get safety right. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, please do. Nice little elevator speech there. So you've been working on that, mate? Trying. That's nice. I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Full <laughs> <Cool> building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work if there's only three floors. I have to go back down and then come back up again. The only trouble is I'm then talking to another person. <laughs> Just fast. Like. <laughs> I made that joke once. They were like, right, go and work on your elevator speech for Hop, I think it was. And I was like, yeah, but how tall is the building? <laughs> Empire State Building territory. Yeah. Yeah, sit down, have a cup of tea. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I really enjoyed that. Um, do I want to quickly summarise, hopefully, if you can remember what we're going to talk about in the next episode, and then we'll say bye. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, episode three, um, I think uh, we've sort of badged it as the honesty. Um, so so you and I sort of being real, really quite honest of, of some of the challenges. So I guess today we've talked about some of the unknown unknowns that we've we've had to pick up. Um, but the, the next one are, are more the, the kind of challenges and the pitfalls and some of the negative impacts, I guess, from running your own business and the things that we've had to deal with in the, in the early days um and 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 how we've i guess managed them or or cope with them yeah nice love that well mate thank you very much really enjoyed that chat pleasure thank you mate Okay, peeps, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sam. That was number two, so still got one more to go. Um, that takes us to three, e.g. an episode a month for a quarter. I hope you're enjoying this. Hope you're enjoying the kind of authentic, kind of honest approach that we are taking. Um, like I say, you know, we're trying to we're trying to deal with some of the kind of bullshit that's out there on Instagram and TikTok when it comes to starting your own business. And I think a lot of health and safety professionals see starting a consultancy as a natural step. And we kind of wanted to make sure that everyone's aware that it's not it's probably not for everyone and it's really, really hard, but it depends on what type of stress you enjoy and what defines you as a person, I suppose. Ultimately, I hope you're enjoying it. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to check out RiskFluent limited.com um, if you want some help with technical health and safety or the more transformational stuff don't forget to connect with us on linkedin particularly that's where we're most active you can connect with me as well everything you need to know all the links emails addresses everything websites blah 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 in the description below if you want to get in touch with sam as well all of his details and his websites in the description below don't forget to check out orchard safety which is sam's company websites in the description below as well thank you very much much for coming on sam looking forward to the next episode i shall catch you all next week safe the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilized in real life as the only solution available assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies no part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson.